He likes Supreme. Well, guess what? We got cheese. Yeah. <laughs> You're lactose intolerant? <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> you know, like, sorry. You're not allergic to anything. Right. Gluten-free? No, sir. Welcome to Downtime, a show where we talk about our favorite movies and shows and share some filmmaking tips and tricks that we've picked up while pursuing our own careers in the film industry. I'm Anthony Matsky. And I'm Shade LaBeouf. And today we're talking about some mistakes to avoid when you're starting out as a filmmaker. First off, we'd like to thank all of our listeners and watchers tuning in for these conversations. If you enjoy them, consider supporting the podcast by subscribing on whatever platform you're listening on. And if you're on YouTube, maybe also hit that bell icon so you never have to miss an episode. Before we get into some of the mistakes to avoid, I will say that these are mistakes that we have personally uh, committed over time and we've learned from those mistakes and that's why we're able to tell you now hey this is the mistake that we made and we're going to try to save you time by telling you how not to make the same mistakes that we did so you can just jump right into being awesome and just you know skip over the looking like an idiot part <laughs> of starting out uh, in <laughs> filmmaking just a little bit of info here uh, I started Tornado Tree Creative uh, our film studio in 2014, uh, and it was a big passion of mine growing up being a filmmaker, uh, and that's when I decided to take the plunge. We took the plunge headfirst, me and my my small team, and uh, dove right in to the filmmaking process by making a feature film, and a lot of the mistakes you're going to be hearing about today are from that experience, um, and we'll also talk about how in future endeavors that we did after that, we were able to like mend some of those mistakes and do things a little bit differently. And we'll talk about how the production went by so much smoother and so much easier after that. Uh, and Shade has actually been a great part of the not making the mistakes part of that. Uh, I think we still made mistakes, but yeah. You're always going to make mistakes. You know, everybody makes mistakes, but thankfully you uh, got to see the antithesis of some of the worst mistakes that we'll be talking about today. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, first mistake. Hit me with it. Rushing the process. Okay. Rushing the process. By that, we mean moving too fast that you sacrifice quality. Now, there's nothing wrong with doing like a run and gun type of thing. You have a fun idea. Oh, you know, that's what I want to do with my day. You know, you got some friends together or something and you're like, oh, let's do this fun thing. And you run and gun something. We have made a bunch of like actually a lot of funny videos with that mentality. Yeah, we still always have ideas for videos in yeah. that sense of like, we'll do it right now. <laughs> yeah, we'll do it right now. It's going to be hilarious because it's fresh in your mind. There's nothing wrong with doing that. Uh, and you can make some pretty funny content doing that kind of thing. Um, that's not to say that it's in, you know, you could only do comedy that way. Um, but I think that's what best lends itself to the comedy stuff that's kind of like off the cuff, something that you thought of just now. Oh, let's do this thing because it's really funny. Um, I think that's easy to accomplish in a very short amount of time. 
Whereas if you have a pretty serious idea, something that's like really important to you, a story that you want to see come to life, please don't rush the filmmaking process or the story building process or even the screenwriting process. Just don't be in a huge rush because honestly, if you are in a rush, you're going to see yourself getting set back over and over and over again. You're going to be annoyed that uh, the process is taking longer than you would like it to. Or you're going to ignore the setbacks that you come across that uh, kind of advise you in taking a little bit more time. You're going to ignore those things and then you're going to make even bigger mistakes because you ignored them. A good example of that would be our first feature film back in 2014 was Sun Tears in Red, where I, for some reason, decided to write the script in six days. I didn't do anything else but write that script. Yeah, I locked myself in. Shade is looking at me. <laughs> I I just don't know why you would put yourself through that, but, you know, you know, um, six days. I was, dude, I don't know. I don't know why I did what I did. I just, I, I thought that that was going to be like the purest way to do that. I was like, okay, I just need no distractions. I'm going to lock myself in this room for six days and I'm going to write this script. And that's what I did. And it was a nightmare. There was like a thousand issues with the script um, for a multitude of reasons, but I rushed everything so, so, so hard. And in fact, halfway through filming, I had to rewrite the majority of the script because a lot of it wasn't well thought out. I didn't give myself time. I didn't let it simmer <laughs> marinate i didn't let it soak <laughs> long enough for it to get better gonna I, be so hate, I don't like any of the the terms we're using for so many food metaphors <laughs> analogies that i'm just waiting to let out um but i guess the antithesis of that would be when we started thinking about doing our newest story, The Valley, you know, we have been in the process of making that story come to life for almost three years now. Yes. So we came up with the idea, and it was just the idea. And we were like, huh, that's a pretty cool idea. You know, let's let's see how we can make that idea grow, how we can make that deeper, more interesting, more complex, you know, something that you want to see more of. And that's something that I didn't do with some tear stain red. I just had this one idea and the idea was, you know, uh, a lot of adults, a lot of older people don't understand what's going on with the younger generation, you know, either because they don't want to understand, they just don't care or whatever. So they will push off some of younger people's issues. Like they either don't matter or they don't exist at all. And I wanted to shed light on that. Um, which like one and a half million other shows have done a better job at than I did. I still like the concept of it. Yeah. And it's like the idea of it. It's just an execution for that one. The execution was very poor. I had this like shock value idea in my head. And that was like the idea. I was like, this is going to be shocking to all the, you know, the older people because they don't understand what the young people are going through. I don't know who I'm becoming right now, but like... The younger people, I don't know, they, they go through stuff. They don't understand. They don't understand. But that's literally the only thing I thought about when writing the script. I was like, how can I shock these people? And by the end of like the six days, you read the script and you're like, what am I reading? <laughs> you're like, what? 
what am I looking at right now? And unfortunately, that still rings true when you watch the film. There are some redeeming qualities to the film. There's some of the cinematography that's good. There's some shots that look really great. I think some story beats make sense. Um, but overall, it's a thing that definitely feels like it was thrown together with this one central idea, but the rest of it wasn't fleshed out. The rest of it didn't get explored like it should have been. No, there's definitely, like, gaps in a lot of it, and you're like, what? Can you think of any other, like, movies or TV shows that you watched where you were like, this is a cool concept, I wish this movie or show was more than just this concept? Um... I honestly can't think of it. The first one that comes to mind for me is the Green Lantern. Okay. I feel like they were like, hey, we're going to make a Green Lantern movie. And they were like, cool. What are the other things that are going to be in it? And they were like, what? They're like, other things? All all that matters is that it's Green Lantern. Green Lantern, man. Like, that's all you need, right? Wrong. (laughs) Wrong. So that's a good example of like, hey, you didn't flesh any of this stuff out. You didn't really explore any of the other themes that you could have explored in this movie. And unfortunately, the thing, the one thing that you made your movie about, you didn't do a very good job at. So that movie is remembered as being just generally bad because... I think what most people remember about it, at least around here, is that it was filmed here. around here. Yeah, it was filmed around the New Orleans area, which is where we're based... The point is, don't rush your process. Allow yourself to really explore the all the little intricacies that could come up in your story. Um, so, like in the valley, I had we had this one general idea, which is what if there was a place where your sins, your your misdeeds, were physically manifested against you. So there's that general idea. But if we only focused on that one central theme. It would feel like your run-of-the-mill, like, boring B-list horror movie, you know? Essentially, yeah. It would be exactly that, and everything would be predictable, and that's not something that we wanted. We wanted to have twists and turns. We wanted you to really care about these characters and what was happening with them, so we had to give it time and really let us explore their story, who they were as characters, even the world that they lived in. We spent an entire year... uh, crafting a language oh yeah we went full tolkien (laughs) yeah we we went hard on making sure that this world felt lived in and there was plenty of detail to pull from and and little things that you could explore even if you became a fan of the story and being like oh you know what i actually really like the story because of this tiny detail that other people don't notice so please don't rush your process please give your stories the attention that they deserve and let them grow and let them because you might be surprised on just the things that you can come up with over time to add on to your story add little details and uh, make it better what's next so the next one is not collaborating or accepting feedback so this is something that shade has been able to help with astronomically once she came on to the team yes that's where i became Co. <laughs> yeah, you were co because you know you're a you're a whole different person with different opinions and ideas and and inspirations and stuff. So when we present an idea, Shade will come up with things that I couldn't have possibly thought about originally. 
yeah. one night that we were driving home from shooting one day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Shade kind of went off on the I idea think, wagon. I think I was full delusional at that point. So because, tired. Because of the week-long uh, filming journey and... But yeah, we both threw out ideas in a car ride. I think it was like a 45 minute car yeah. ride or something. Um, and then, you know, fledged out some things. Some things? Shade thought up like a six film storyline, maybe a comic book, a couple TV shows. And that's exactly what we're talking about is opening up your imagination to new ideas, new concepts, or just different ways of doing things. Let me tell you something right now. Filmmaking is a collaborative industry. Oh, yeah. you Obviously, you can't. You can. It won't be great. You making a whole film by yourself. Right. Just because you need so many other people it's gonna be real hard to do something by yourself and you'll find that if you have other people involved it gets better Uh, the more the merrier in a sense and that doesn't mean let a bunch of other people make decisions especially if you're in the director's chair you know you are still the keeper of the story you're the person that has the vision that you're kind of having to project to the other people and help them you know latch on to Um, So that doesn't mean just like let things run crazy, but it is being open to other ideas and other ways of doing things. Uh, Because for me, I am primarily, I am a writer. Um, I know people very well, so I write people very well. Um, And I'm a director. That's my main thing. I am not a cinematographer. I have had to take on the role of cinematographer before, but I'm not going to say that I should be your first choice for cinematographer i'll turn it down i'll say no because that's not my forte that's not my specialty so i have to lean on people that that is their specialty um and like with costuming i don't know what i'm doing with costuming so i leaned on shade who has done that kind of thing before and she made all of the costumes for the valley film anyway being collaborative Please be open to other people's ideas. Even if you think, you know, there's a certain way that I want this shot, it doesn't hurt to go around to your cinematographer or to your assistant director and say, what do you think about this? In your head, when you read the script, what were you seeing here? And it could be that they have an idea that you think is awesome because you haven't thought of it before and you think that's great and you want to go with that now instead because you think it's better. Yeah. All right, Shade, I'm going to, I'm going to, say the next mistake yeah you can i remember what it is yeah i'm gonna give you the next mistake okay and it is buying your cast and crew pizza every day don't do it it's a bad idea <laughs> that's it just don't that's do it, it. We, that's we, like we all the, the case yeah, that's the only thing we have to say it's like um, hey don't do this don't thing. do it um because you don't want Especially if, like, your crew or your cast is working for free. Mm -hmm. Um, You don't want to go and keep uh, feeding them the same thing because they'll get not only bored. Yeah. But they'll feel like you're just treating them like an animal, essentially. I would. (laughs) Like, uh, like, oh, you're just here to help me um, and I don't care. First of all, great thing that you're feeding them, but don't feed them something. Don't feed them garbage either. Yeah, I would say don't feed them garbage because you want to actually show that, hey, I care that you're 
here and that you're eating and that um and that I want you to not you know uh die of a heart attack from eating pizza pretty much um but yeah just you know try and take care of your crew your cast and crew um and you know change it up every day I know on the valley that's what we did every day we would be like all right what do, what should we feed everyone today to make it new and make it an interesting day even exactly. if it's just in that meal break period right <laughs> something different to change up every day we tried so hard I just wish they would have ate. <laughs> they, I think they were nervous and anxious about the production. We we did our very best. That is an anomaly. Okay, that was the first production I've ever been on where the cast were like, ah, I can eat when I'm dead. <laughs> like, let's keep doing this. Let's just keep filming. And we're like, no, we need a break. We had to stop and be like, no, it is so hot out here. You need to eat. It is, it is Louisiana in, like, late summer but like you know yeah maybe if we were filming some like interior thing uh, like in an office or something if we were filming the office yeah we could have okay had that. yeah we could have like a table of snacks and like in between takes yeah whatever snack you know whatever but like we are filming a period film where <laughs> the cast is wearing these you know period accurate costumes with like cloaks and things and it is hot outside and, and those it's like cloaks were thick and they were just like we with love three them. c's we got those cloaks straight from thick filet <laughs> and um they were hot they were very very hot uh so we had to like convince our cast sometimes to be like look i know you're in it but you need to eat something or you're going to die <laughs> Please don't die while making this movie. It's not worth it. <laughs> it's not worth it really isn't. It's not worth your life. But Shade is right. Don't don't feed your cast the same thing every day. And that just goes to especially if your cast especially if your cast is working for free. Please treat them as well as possible. Please make sure they know that they're appreciated, that they don't have to be doing this, but they are, and you want to show your appreciation, your support for them and their craft too. It's very important. I first heard that when I was entering like film school and the first like they did this big panel thing with a bunch of directors just to like open up the class just to questions first. So you like, you know, because you you learn to trust these people if you like know they know what they're talking about. Uh, so I don't remember exactly what the question was, but I know one of the directors on the panel was like, hey, please, for the love of God, do not order pizza every day. And imagine my absolute terror <laughs> when I was like, mm, that's what I did. <laughs> that's what I did starting wow. out. I was like, oh no, that's what I did. I spent like $1,600 on Domino's pizza. First of all, yeah, pizza is also more expensive, you come to find out, than actually, you know, getting real meals <laughs> yeah for people you're absolutely right you could have the whole thing catered for probably less money in the long run than it would have ordering pizzas all the time yeah because not everybody likes the same pizzas either so you're just like now you're ordering different pizzas oh or you're alienating some of your cast and crew which is a don't do that <laughs> that's how you get people to quit <laughs> don't do that you like supreme well guess what we got cheese yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you're lactose intolerant. <laughs> oh well, <laughs> you know, like sorry, I'm not allergic to anything. Right, gluten free? No, sir. I don't remember the next mistake. So yeah, that's why I'm going to it. Go for it. Not asking why. This is my favorite one. Why? Why is it your favorite one? Thank you. You asked why. You did this thing. Why? Shade's doing so well, guys. Um, (laughs) It's me. So that uh, that mistake is like you know not asking why is. (sighs) Breathe it out. Yeah, you gotta breathe it out because I'm so passionate about this one. Every single facet of filmmaking should support telling this story. And that goes to the actual screenwriting, obviously, the story itself, to wardrobe choices, character design, set design. These things need to have reasons behind them for why they are there. You can't just say, oh, I'm going to style the character this way because I saw a movie once where the character looked super cool looking like that, so I'm going to do it too. That's a poor decision. (laughs) That's a poor story decision. That's a poor character decision. You're probably doing your actor dirty because they're hoping that their character is going to be awesome and that they can remember this role forever. They can put it on their reel and be really proud of it, but they might not be able to be really proud of it because you did the character dirty and now the character doesn't make any sense. You got to be asking why. Everything needs to support the story. There is a phrase in the industry, and it is, story is king. And that's absolutely true. If you don't have a reason to cut that shot right there as an editor, don't cut. There's no reason to. If you don't have a reason to, don't do it. If it doesn't support the story, don't do it. Or if you learn to ask why, if you learn to ask yourself, okay, in my head... I saw this shot being designed this way in this scene. Maybe ask yourself, why? Why did your head interpret it that way? Why does it look like that in your head? Is it because one of the characters has a power dynamic? So maybe the camera's angled real low looking up at them so they look powerful? That's a good reason to make your shot framed that way. That's a great reason. But ask yourself why. And when you ask yourself why... You'll come up with a lot of great like story elements to incorporate into your film, and your film is going to mean more every step of the way. Um, what about X Men Origins Wolverine? Where I actually never watched. You never movie. saw that movie. The I don't think so. I feel like you're lucky in a way. It is worth seeing. I do think that film has a lot of redeeming qualities, but. Ryan Reynolds was so happy to be playing Wade Wilson, to be playing Deadpool. It's like his favorite Marvel character. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I do remember now. I did watch it. That movie destroys that character. Yeah, that was the one thing about that film that I didn't like. I was like, what? And here I am in the theater, and I'm just constantly being like, why? Why did you do this? It doesn't make sense. Like, why you do not have good story reasons to kill that character? It doesn't make sense. Or it could be little things where you find yourself going, what? Why? Why would you do that? Wolverine's claws in that movie are almost always computer generated. Why? (laughs) Yeah, why? Why would you do that? in the other X-Men movies, they had both. Yeah, And the other X-Men movies, they had physical props that he could have, which helps the actor, you know, visualize what's happening. It helps them get into, you know, that character. 
It also helps it not look bad. Now, look, CG is a great tool. I'm never going to harp on that because I, I, I do love utilizing CG when I can. But please, for the love of God, do your best to make sure you're not just using it to use it and ask yourself why. You know, like, if I want to use CG here, why? Is it because this thing isn't literally possible in real life? Because if it is possible in real life, try. <laughs> Maybe try. That's why I like uh, practical yeah. effects a lot of the time, because it kind of makes it look more real than your CG, because it is. Yes. It makes it a little bit easier. Yes. Oh, here's a good example. I might be rabbit trailing. I'm going to try to bring it back. You've seen Parasite. Yes. Okay. Well, essentially enough. Parasite has like 300 visual effects shots in it. It has so much CG in that movie, and you would have never known it because they didn't use it unnecessarily. Yeah, they only did it for like little things. Exactly. They did it for little things they wanted to make better, and there were good reasons for why they wanted to do that. So they, using those skills of asking why and then making it as good as they could, it made the movie a whole lot better. And you're not just seeing random CG elements that is like, why would you do that? Yeah, so. it it made sense because then you can't even tell. Right, exactly. Um, one more example, and then we'll move on to the next one. One example is uh, in a great movie, it's an older film, in 12 Angry Men. Uh, if you haven't watched 12 Angry Men, I, I urge you to go see the original. Go see. Uh, uh, find the original movie somewhere. Please watch it. It's fantastic, and it does something awesome with their camera work with their cinematography the whole story is about a jury deliberating on a certain case um and all of them agree that a certain person is guilty except one of them and throughout the whole movie he's desperately trying to convince them why they have enough doubt to say ah not guilty And of course, over time, their conversations get more heated and more heated because they're all getting frustrated by this one guy who doesn't see the things the way they do. This movie starts with the camera being real wide, real pulled back, and almost placed at the ceiling. Big wide shots. You can see everybody in the frame all the time. You can breathe. It's totally fine. By the end of that movie, the camera has dropped so low and gone in so close that the camera... Uh, If you get to see, you know, behind the scenes stuff from that movie, the camera is literally sitting on their table and is pointed at their faces from the table. Their face fills the entire frame because it's heated. You're getting into it. It's even getting personal sometimes. So they used their camera work to help tell their story, to help make you feel something. That's a good example of asking yourself, why? I want to move the camera this way. Why? How could I make this element of filmmaking help tell my story, help convey the message. All right, so the last one is not being flexible. Yes. Let me tell you something right now. Um, Everything that could possibly go wrong with your film is going to go wrong. Oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like if Shade could have quickly pulled up the Kool-Aid man saying, oh, yes, you would have done. If I knew I could do it fast enough, you best believe. Yeah. Um, So many things. Oh, my goodness. uh, Went wrong 
and during the valley. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, we have lost entire crews right before filming. So that's a big thing that went wrong. But, you know, the filming dates were set. The actors were committed, you know, to the picture already. You, We had to find him to make that work. And we had to pull things together and be flexible and, and make it happen anyway and be creative. Uh, I'm trying to think of, I mean, there's like a million examples coming to mind, but I got I to gotta narrow it down because we're running out of time here. Um, well, there's one example that I want to talk about, but I can't talk about in detail because it's a spoiler. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we We'll just have to have a whole episode on... I'll be as vague as possible. There was a certain plot point in the valley that was going to be awesome. And it was going to be a great reveal. Unfortunately, that morning it had rained a lot. Uh, And because of that, we weren't able to execute our idea the way we wanted to. It was not going to look very good anymore. Um, it, it just wasn't, honestly, it really wasn't physically possible anymore because everything was so wet, but we had to be flexible because like, well, what are you going to do? You're going to just like not make the movie anymore. Uh, what's ha- You're already out there. You're in the thick of it. You got to be creative and figure it out. What else could you do? And there were two instances, I think that something happened and we couldn't do what was in the script. So we had to like brainstorm team meeting you know like emergency staff meeting in the tent we had a, a production tent out there wait to be like, okay what, what else can we do what, how, how could we convey this idea and and still let it be awesome you know how can we do it differently and there were some instances where what we came up with in that moment might have conveyed our message even better oh yeah because we were flexible and we were like okay well what if we did this it's not what the other idea was what if we did this and it still made sense and we found that as we thought about it more it's like wait this might make more sense let's yeah, do this this is a good idea a lot of them ended up making way more sense than what we had originally thought but that's because we also had the cast giving input yep. on it oh, not man. just us you're and getting that. good at this <laughs> this is great <laughs> look at you man look at me collaboration but um um, i hope you learned something and if you didn't learn anything if you already knew all this stuff i hope you're listening going like oh yeah this is good stuff right here you know if you already know this share this with somebody who doesn't know it help them out man help them learn let don't let them look friends don't let friends make filmmaking mistakes they already know better not to do (laughs) friends don't make (laughs) what (laughs) friends don't let friends make bad movies that's Maybe that was what I was trying to say. I feel like that sounded better. Yeah, it was more concise. So yeah, those are our, the big mistakes that we could think of offhand uh, that we committed, that we learned from, so that you don't have to make the same mistakes that we did, and you can just jump right in to learning from our mistakes and making awesome content that you can be proud of. Yeah, those are only a couple, so we can always... Yeah, we can always do more. If you want to hear more filmmaking mistakes or even some misconceptions, or even if you have questions, definitely uh, send them in to us, for sure. You can message us on our website. You can message us on our Facebook page. If you're watching us on YouTube, you can comment on the YouTube video. All those things. Please let us know your thoughts, uh, maybe some questions, and we'll take into consideration all the things, all the comments that you have. Good and bad. Good and bad. We got um, it. 
Yeah. So guys, that's all the downtime we have for today. Again, if you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing on whatever platform you're listening to. And if you're on YouTube watching us, consider hitting that bell icon so you can be the first to know when we drop the next episode. It's time for us to get back to work, and we'll see you next time. Bye! Bye!